Good morning, church. Uh, my name is Emmanuel Bakey, the curate here. Uh, as you have already been told, um, our sermon series today on church in action continues with the theme uh, mission. God's mission to mankind started in Genesis with the act of creation. The Bible story then takes a dark turn when Adam and Eve sinned. Immediately, however, after that, God promised to send a redeemer. I'm sure God's work of redemption will reach its goal when Christ returns and creation is fully restored back to him. Jesus will be with you wherever you go. Courageously obey his command to make disciples. Let us pray. Father, thank you for the gift of eternal life and for the gift that you've given us to be co-laborers with you. That we who were hitherto not a people have now become your people and you've asked us to partner with you in this gospel endeavor. We ask that you will help our hearts to be open to you today and draw us into this mission in such a way that the world around us will be blessed. For in Christ's name we pray. Amen. After his resurrection and before returning to his father, Jesus meets his disciples in Galilee. He gives them the command. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. That is verse 19 and verse 20 of chapter 28 of Matthew. What a privilege the church has been given to join God's mission in the world. God's vision is to save the world for this purpose, then, he sent his son that those who believe in the son will no longer be under the condemnation of sin. And as believers, Jesus says to us, go. The role of the church is defined by this instruction and the command is driven by God's love, his generosity, and grace. In Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 11, God says to them, as surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that they turn from their ways and live. The heart of Jesus yearns 
to save the sinner. Brothers and sisters, our job description is clear. Every member of the church is called to be a witness in word, in deed, and lifestyle. And we know that the church does explode with growth when we become passionate witnesses. Let me ask you, are you burning with passion for mission? The whole point of our calling is to go and make disciples. The Great Commission did not ask us to wait for people to come to us, but the church is called to go tell the story of Jesus, to baptize those who believe, to teach them God's word. Those who have become followers of Jesus have now become members of this army who will go about to give others the opportunity to hear the gospel. Because the best decision anyone can make in life is the decision to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. It is the only decision that changes the purpose and direction of one's life. In Acts chapter 1, chapter 8 verse 1, we're told about a man called Saul who approved the killing of Stephen. But later in chapter 9 of Acts, Paul himself was converted. And from that point on, he served God passionately because his life was radically transformed. Mission became his priority. Slide two, please. The point is this, that I have not seen a man yet who meets with Christ and that man remains the same. And here we see a man who was persecutor in chief of the church meeting Christ and Christ changing him. He was a broken man, but Christ put him together and made him a vessel that became useful for the kingdom of heaven. Do you have courage to obey this command yourself? And it's possible that you you haven't even started this journey yet of meeting Christ and experiencing him. And, I, and what a lovely day for you to say for the first time perhaps, yes, yes to Jesus Christ because you will never be the same when Christ comes into you. And if indeed we are struggling with the courage to, to share our story with others. Can I assure you that Jesus knows of that struggle? That is why 
the Spirit of God has been given to us to help us accomplish this. Let me take us back to Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, which says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Having finished the work on the cross, his father honors him as he was about to lift him up to his right hand, the Father gives him all power in heaven and on earth. Becoming a follower of Christ gives us opportunity to receive this, his authority, delegated authority, to do the business that he has called us to do. But we must be aware that becoming a follower of Jesus may involve suffering. Indeed, persecution, which may lead to death, like we see in the situation here with Stephen. But, as he was being stoned, Stephen had a vision which sustained him in his suffering. Jesus has promised to be with you, to be with me always to the very end of the age. So we are never alone in God's mission. The Holy Spirit empowers us to be witnesses. That was why Jesus said to them, remain in Jerusalem until the Father visits you with the Spirit. And the presence of the Holy Spirit in you and in me is the, it changes completely the, 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 the situation for us. Because we no longer do things on our own, but we do things by the power of the Spirit. As children of God, we are filled with the Spirit who gives us courage to make disciples. Jesus has delegated his authority to us, the church, to carry out his mission in the world. We need his authority because of the challenges out there. And there are, oh, there are challenges. And one important challenge that we, we, are, we are dealing with in our own part of the world is the culture, the postmodern culture, where, which is basically rebellion against God. It teaches that truth is relative. But the church thinks otherwise because we place our confidence in the God who speaks the truth through his word. And Jesus said, if we know the truth, the truth will set us free. 
God's word is the surest guide to discern errors. The errors that deny the principles of right or wrong. In the charge that we have read in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 20, we are assured of the Messiah's authority and mission. The gospel is the agent of transformation. But how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? How can they hear without someone preaching to them? How can people call on the one who saves if they have not believed in him? Romans 10:14 What we saw or, or what was read to us in Acts today illustrates what happens when the church is active and alive it attracts persecution and it seems to me that God in his sovereignty will not allow his church to be limited to Jerusalem. So, Philip went to preach the gospel in Samaria where he had a successful outreach. Let's read it together, verse 8. We'll take you to 7. With shrieks, evil spirits came out of many, and many paralytics and cripples were healed, so there was great joy in that city. We know that wherever Jesus steps in, joy wells up from the inside of people because it changes them. So, Philip preached, not in his own power, but in the power of the Lord. And apart from the changes that happened in people, in, in, on the inside of them, there were also other manifestations, which were like fringe benefits of people being healed, people being delivered from all demonic forces. So where Christ is preached, joy comes into the lives of people. We're not talking about happiness, my dear, but joy that wells up from the very, very well that God has placed in their hearts. Jesus will always go with you. Will you be courageous as we see the product of the outworking of the goodness in Samaria. Some of you may be thinking that mission is for a select group, not for you. But here, we see ordinary believers becoming refugees as well as missionaries. Philip proclaimed the Messiah and Jesus was with him there.
Jesus is with us here too. By the Spirit, He is encouraging us to make disciples. I recognize that witnessing may be easy for some, but very challenging for others. Let me offer you some encouragement. Witnessing for Christ means simply telling others what we have personally seen and experienced of the Lord Jesus when we received him as our Savior, which makes it important that actually we go back to the drawing board. If, if, you, have, if you are still not sure you, you are in Christ, I can understand it may be difficult even to, to know where to begin with, but each one of us has the opportunity actually to ask Christ into their hearts, to ask for forgiveness, and to ask for a new beginning. And, and I know that for most people I have spoken to, when they first received Jesus, they had the reaction, first reaction, have been to tell their best friend all about their salvation. Sometimes you couldn't hold them back because it, they were exuberant. They were eager to share the story. And that is what witnessing means to start with. And I will say ultimately, the most effective witnesses are believers who live the ordinary, dedicated life of Jesus as light and salt. They become ambassadors of Christ with a mission mindset. A mission mindset gives us provides us with the fuel to develop burden for the people to be saved. And being intentional helps us to develop compassion for those we pray for. And if you pray for someone, you will care for that person. And caring opens up the opportunity to share your story and proclaim the gospel. We develop these attributes from the place of prayer, from the place of fellowship with one another, and from the place of the word being taught to us. Perhaps you know some people whom, who you desire to come to faith please make a list of them and commit to praying for them regularly. What is the scope of mission? Can I have slide six, please? I think we have seen quite a bit of um, the world today, they, and someone warned me not to bring any 
any slide that is not good enough today. So I'm sure the Lego complements this for me. So it was John Wesley. By the way, I'm not talking about you, Tony. It was John Wesley, the 18th century Methodist leader, who declared, the world is my parish. But our witness must begin where God has placed us. Our homes, families, neighborhood, in our offices, schools, colleges, universities, care homes, hospitals, hospices, prisons, and a whole of other places where there are humans. As whole life disciples, everywhere we go, Jesus is there with us. We cannot hide our light under the table, but we must shine for God, serving people in all walks of life. When you do that, it opens up the door through which the gospel of Jesus Christ can be preached. As the quality of our work, attitude, and character gets people's attention, our colleagues and clients may want to find out why we are different. That ultimately may open the door for you to share your personal story. As a congregation, our church have been a blessing to Sobertin through providing many initiatives which I will not list. Some of these have been listed already, and some of these things we do in partnership with other churches. And further afield, we have international mission partners as well. By listing some of these initiatives, we are not getting complacent, but we are also praying that the Lord will stir our hearts up to love more, to care more for our community and our world. We seek to courageously obey his command to make disciples. And Jesus will be with us wherever we go. We seek his guidance to find appropriate ways of, and means to reach our generation and culture with the good news. Just some thoughts for application. I find that from experience that just going away on short mission trips sometimes helps people to realize the opportunities that are out there and sometimes God speaks to them through their experiences there. It can be a catalyst indeed for helping us to think and develop a mission mindset. 
as young people take gap year before, they, before university, they might consider using part of their gap year for mission trips. Similarly, some grown-ups thinking of career breaks or sabbaticals may wish to experience life on a mission field. The blessing that our church, uh, that our church plant has been to this parish cannot be measured. As we seek guidance and God's leading in mission, it may be that we will be sent, sent to birth a new church plant. Or we may be called upon to resource a congregation somewhere. As the Lord speaks, may our hearts clearly hear his voice. Let us pray. Father, we thank you that you love the whole world, that you gave your only begotten Son, that through him the world will come to you. We ask God that you will help us to hear you as you speak to us. The nudges that you give us the visions that you give us about where you are and where you want us to get go to. Help us, Lord, to hear you and be courageous to follow you. For in Christ's name we pray. Amen.